Hello, sports fans, and thank you for joining me here on Sportsbox. I'm your host, Jude, as always, and we are back for yet another podcast. And today we're doing something a little special and something that I've been planning for a little bit of time. Now, obviously, we're in the deep parts of the NBA playoffs, and we've seen incredible series so far. The Brooklyn-Milwaukee series, even the series going on right now. We have the Suns versus Clippers, and we have the Bucks versus Hawks. Obviously, Giannis, he got injured, so it's going to make the you know series a little interesting. But besides that, we've had a lot of great playoff series and also just a lot of great performances in general. But the biggest thing that I say we could take away from these playoffs, no matter what happens further on, is the amount of young stars who have shined in the brightest, in the biggest moments. Guys like Jason Tatum, Luka Doncic, um, Trey Young, even Terrence Mann had a career game in Game 6 versus the Jazz. Um, a lot of young guys are starting to pop up on the scene. And I'm not saying Luka, Tatum, and Young are guys that weren't already on the scene, but it, doing it in the playoffs when there's more eyes on you. Look, not, not everybody is watching regular season's game, games but come postseason even the casual fans will watch every game so that is when the most pressure is on and we've seen it this year with like i said all these young stars coming on the scene so today i'm talking about five guys that i would start a franchise with that are under the age of 24. now before i get into my list of the five guys i'm going to mention a few honorable mentions before we get any further so you know that there are plenty of other guys. Now, I'm not getting, now these honorable mentions aren't going to mention everyone because there is a lot of young, promising talent in the NBA. Um, but these honorable mentions are Zion Williamson, DeAndre Aiden, SGA, or Shai Gilgis Alexander, <laughs> um, Brandon Ingram, Jalen Brown, De'Aaron Fox, uh, Trey Young, Jamal Murray, John Morant, and I, I know there's countless others that I could name, but those are just a few of the, the ones I could think off the top of my head. Now, the next five are people or guys that I would definitely start a franchise with. No matter where I rank them, all five I would, in a heartbeat, start a franchise with. So let's start with five, and that is Bam Autobio. And to me, Bam is an interesting guy because I feel like people know him, and yes, he's been an all-star, but I don't think people really know Bam, right? He's one of those players who you know, but you don't actually know what he produces. Bam is a 6'9 center with a 7'1 wingspan with the ability to dribble like a guard. That's all you need to really know about Bam. If you know that on its own, you would take him as a key piece in your franchise. Now, I think we're going to see this a little bit more as time progresses, and especially with the way high school basketball and college basketball are going, with we see the ability of these big four or five guys, when I mean like you know, power forwards, um, centers, who have the ability to dribble. I, I do think it's going to be a trend we see more, and we've already seen it in the league. We see plenty of guys do it, but they don't do it to the extent that Bam does it. Bam is truly has the ability to dribble like a guard. Some of these guys, Jokic, he could dribble here and there, um, Embiid, Cat. There's a few other guys who could dribble, but not like Bam. And I think that's what make Bam, that's what makes Bam so special um, with his dribbling. And not only that, but he can create his own shot, and that is something that a lot of centers can't do it now and that's a that's that is where you have the advantage you can dribble and create your own shot look the elite centers can create their own shot and for a guy who's only six nine seven one competing against these centers night in and night out and his ability to create his own shot yes i'm taking him as a franchise player 
Now, obviously, this season he had a really good season, had 19 points per game, 9 total rebounds, 5.4 assists, a true shooting percentage of 62%, and shot 57-25-80 splits. So, obviously, 25% from three isn't great, but as a center, you're not expecting him to really shoot the three ball very well. But 57% from the field is extremely good, and it's not even the fact that he's just a good offensive player. He's gotten second-team defense twice already in his career. So... Not only is he a great playmaker offensively, but defensively, he can cause problems and, for the most part, can guard every position on the court. Now, obviously, he's going to struggle against, you know, more of the quicker guys, but he's shown even this year. He, he was able to handle guys like Luka and other guys like that and cause problems for them. He had, you know, while I know that the Bucks swept the heat, he still gave Giannis tough times when he was on Giannis. So he has the ability to do what a lot of other centers aren't capable of. Now, number four, now this is where the list gets a little interesting and obviously very close, but my number four guy is Donovan Mitchell. Now, I put him at four, and I think it's interchangeable with three, but we'll get to three in a sec, but four is Donovan Mitchell, and for the fact that I really like Donovan Mitchell, but there's sometimes the consistency's off to me. Um, Obviously, Donovan Mitchell, to me, the first thing you ever notice when you see Donovan Mitchell is his ability to jump out the gym. I mean, his, his vertical is insane. Uh, he, he, can he can throw it down. <laughs> he can throw it down. I think, I mean, he was in the dunk contest. He showed off his crazy dunks in that dunk contest. But that's the first thing you notice. But I think the thing that a lot of people don't notice is his ability to shoot from far. His range is crazy. His range is crazy, and I, I don't think it gets talked about enough, and especially this year it got showcased in this postseason, his ability to shoot from deep while being on the dribble, while doing it off the dribble. Um, this year he averaged 26.4 points, 4 total rebounds, 5.2 assists, and shot 43, 38, and 84 splits. Now, 38% from three was his best in his whole career, and I think that it's only going to get better. I, I'm honestly, I feel that in a few years, Donovan Mitchell will be one of those guys who are like, yeah, he's one of the best shooters in the league. I, I truly believe that we will be talking about Donovan Mitchell that way because I, I do think that he is the type of player that every offseason he improves drastically. And 38% from three is crazy good for a guy that a lot of people don't think he could shoot sometimes. I mean, he could shoot, but I don't think they understand how great his range is. And he's doing this mostly off the dribble which is even better. You know, there's a lot of guys that you say, you know, well, he's a good shooter, but his team is creating for him. Donovan Mitchell creates all these shots for himself. These are all off the dribble. Now, yes, he has good teammates, and he has, he has a great center, Rudy Gobert, who do get, <laughs> did get exposed in the playoffs, but that's besides the point. He is creating most of these shots from three off the dribble. So I think that that with his ability to jump out the gym, and then also his really good playmaking puts him at the four spot. But I, like I said, at the four spot, because I sometimes, I did notice in this playoffs and when watching in the regular season, his consistency, you know, is a little shaky. You know, I, I do think in the playoffs, he, there were spots where he just went dry and he went cold and he could not hit a shot. And as a guy, obviously, he has still so many more years in the league and that's something he's going to easily be able to fix up. So at the three spot, we have Devin Booker. And so that is why it's kind of the interchangeable. I'm not opposed to putting Mitchell at three. If you like Mitchell at three, go ahead. If you like Booker at three, go ahead. I like Booker at three. Now, I like Booker at three because of one thing. You cannot guard the mid-range. You, you can't. And, and, 
And it's crazy how good he is at it. Because the NBA now has basically made the mid-range extinct. Right? There's only a few players, and Devin Booker is one of those guys who is amazing at it. And if you're really good at the mid-range in the NBA, you're going to be successful. Because def- defenses now are expecting the three or you to drive in. That is what makes the mid-range so deadly in this year in this league. It does. And the thing about Booker is he's a pure scorer. And while I, 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 I know that his playmaking ability has been shown at points in his this postseason while CP3 has been out, to me, he's a true scorer, and he's amazing at it. This year, he averaged 25.6 points, 4.2 rebounds, 4 assists, shot 48, 34, and 86 splits. And like I said, his mid-range game is deadly, and it's so deadly that he shoots 54% from 10 to 16 feet and 48% from 3 to 10 feet from the basket. He does not miss. He does not miss. I, 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 you guys got to understand that 54% is crazy good. Is crazy, And that's where he's attempting most of his shots. So he's shooting 54% at a high volume. It's not like he takes no shots in the mid-range, so he has 54, 54%. He has a high volume there. So that is what puts him over Donovan Mitchell for me. I know his playmaking is still isn't as great, but I think that he's shown great glimpses, especially this postseason, with him and DeAndre Aiden, who have been compl- uh, an amazing duo so far this postseason. Now, at number two, we have Jason Tatum. Now, I, I think this one should be known that he should be at two. Uh, and, I, and I know you could make a case maybe for Booker at two, but I, I, I truly stand with Jason Tatum being at two. Look, Jason Tatum can do it all and even more. What makes Jason Tatum amazing is there are times where he is unguardable. Just unguard. You cannot guard him. He stands at 6'8", and I, I mean, he moves, and his speed is quick. So for a guy that's 6'8", and he's moving like that, and is unguardable at times, it's just unfair. It's unfair. This year, he averaged 26.4 points, 7.4 rebounds, and 4.3 assists with a 57% shooting percentage. His scoring is unmatched. It really is. There's not a lot of the guy in guys that can score like Tatum. He could score at all three levels. Well, yes, his... His three-point shooting and right next to the basket are spectacular. He can still hit that mid-range at times. But like I said, he is unguardable at sometimes. I mean, I, I, and I know that, you know, the, the, the Boston Celtics, they, they, had, you know, they had some problems this season. But the guy that you could always look to and be like, he is going to give you 26 a night is Jason Tatum. You knew he was going to give you 26 a night. No matter who else he had around him, he's going to give you 26 a night. Even more. He could give you even more. In the, in the postseason, he showed out. And obviously, they came up well short because, well, they played the Brooklyn Nets and the Celtics, uh, you know, Jalen Brown was out. And so they didn't have a lot of pieces. And as great as Tatum is, I mean, it doesn't matter how great your player, you're not going to single-handedly beat that Nets team. It, it's just plain and simple. So forget that. He... The thing is, he's just so unguardable that you cannot not put him at two, 
right? You cannot not put him at two to start a franchise with because he's that good. And then he's also, he could take contact at the rim. <laughs> so he's everything you want. If you're building a player, you're building Jason Tatum. There, there's no buts or ifs. You're building Jason Tatum because his physique is amazing and everything about his basketball game speaks for itself. So all that together creates Jason Tatum and a fabulous player, and he's obviously going to be one of the greats um, in, the, in the next decade. But number one, and I, I think you can already figure who this is, Luka Doncic. I mean, <laughs> you know, everything I've said about everybody for the past few minutes, you could dismiss because they are not Luka Doncic. Now, it's crazy to think because you think, look, like, Physique-wise, you wouldn't want Luka Doncic. That's what makes him so amazing. He's not, you know, the most built human. He's also not the fastest person. But he averaged 27.7 points, 8 total rebounds, 9 assists, and shot 47, 35, and 73 splits. He is the definition of a playmaker. And a score. I mean, Luka Doncic could truly... Do it all, except make free throws, which is crazy to me because I think he's one of the worst free throw percentage. He had one of the worst free throw percentages this postseason. I mean, he really could not make a free throw to save his life. So obviously he's going to have to work on that, but that's a small little flaw out of everything that he can do. I mean, I don't think people understand. You play in a league now where a lot of these guys are in excellent shape. They, their physique is amazing. They're, they're very built, and Luka Doncic is giving them buckets day in and day out. If someone saw Luka Doncic on the street and they didn't know that he played basketball, I guarantee you they wouldn't think anything of it, but he's just a regular person. That is why he's so amazing. But, but, but not even that. I mean, his playmaking, he creates for his team, and then he has the silky, very silky step back that is almost unguardable. Almost like other. I mean, I don't think I've seen someone yet been able to defend it. <laughs> so that is why Luka Doncic is at one. And it's also the fact that he's only been in the league for three years. All the rest of these guys have been in the league for four plus years. Luka Doncic in his first year was dominating. And now he's one of the best players in the league, not even just age-wise. He's one of the best players in the league, period. So of course he has to be number. But anyway, guys, thank you so much for joining me. As always, I'm your host, Jude, signing off.